this whole rest thing that God has been walking me through, very prominent. We started last week, Psalm 23. We're going to pick up, but I want to lay out something, you know. When you make the decision to do anything for the for, for God, the enemy definitely will try to challenge you based on who you were. Now, I want you to listen real close to what I'm about to say. He will challenge you based on who you were. What do I mean by that? Who you are and who you've been is a creature of habit. It's something that you develop. Habit is something that develop. I think it takes 90 days for something to become a habit. Some people say 30, whatever. We're creatures of habit. This is what is known. Jesus revealed that to his disciples on many occasions when they would say simple things and he would say, that didn't come from God. That came from straight from the pit of hell. Get thee behind me. That, 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 you know, or the mother coming saying, put my son to your left and to your right. Like this, my kingdom is not of this kind of politics and mess you're trying to do. But when Peter finally did say, for thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus' response was different. He said, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. But my father who is in heaven, it's powerful. <laughs> it's powerful. I, I see it in myself and I see it in us. I see it in people. Jesus said, who do men say that I am? Some say Elijah, some say a prophet, some say a teacher. Who do you say I am? And Peter, by the anointing of God, said, for thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus looked at Peter and said, flesh, blood did not reveal that to you. So that's the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God revealed that to you. And you are Peter, which means a rock, because we call him Simon Peter, but his name wasn't Simon Peter. Jesus gave him a nickname. Jesus was giving our nickname back then. And he said, you are Peter. You're in a part, you know, which means a rock. If you don't know that, Peter is a rock. And he said, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Peter was like, hey, hey, you heard that? You heard that, right? Okay. So Jesus said, now let me finish my message here. I'm going to go now. I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to die. And Peter said, nope, nope, you ain't doing that. The rock is talking now. You hear what I said? You, you should not. And just in that same conversation, he turned to look at him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. For the things that you're saying, not of God, but of man. So in the same sentence, and we break that up like it's two different stories, but in the same scenario and one revelation, Peter says something. He said, that's the spirit of God right there speaking. That's not even you. And Peter got full of himself. Said, okay, well, since, since, since I'm the rod and you're going to build the church, let me tell you how the church needs to be run. You ain't going to die and all that. Just, just get that out your head. Just I rebuke that. We don't receive that. We, we don't receive it. And he turned around and said, get me behind me, Satan. And I'm, I'm just pitching the high, high down to the low, low. But you don't care the things of God, but the things of men. Just like that. Wow. When you step into the things of God and you open yourself up to hear the voice and the leading of God, the enemy comes in immediately counterfeit and tries to offer plan B. It's immediate. It's immediate. It doesn't take long. It's immediate. 
there's so many times you guys will come to me and some of you and I will share with you a word or you share a word with you, me that you got from the throne. And then you start embellishing. Oh, yeah. And it, it means this and it could mean that. And, you know, he, he's, you know, and he had a flower in his shirt, just like I prayed. And so that must be my husband. And all this, all of this stuff, stuff. And it's like you just went straight from hearing from the throne to hearing from the flesh and hearing from the pit. Just like that. And not being able to discern the difference between them. And that's why I tell people, yeah, pray for faith, pray for wisdom, pray for all of that. But above all, pray for discernment because you need to be able to discern when God is speaking and he is no longer speaking and you're speaking. It's very important. So I stood up here and I gave this whole message about peace, um, rest, letting him lead. And if you let him lead, you should lack nothing. And it's like the enemy almost went on full assault in terms of suggestions and, and thoughts and things and people saying things and doing things. I, somebody accidentally called me while they were talking crap about me. And I happened to hear it. And I stayed still and just listened to what was being said. some of the most spiritual people you think, right? On the planet that always going to try to call you and give you a word and tell you, you know, well, I'm praying for you. Be strong, trust in the Lord. Just talking crap. And I'm listening. Like God made them doubt me. <laughs> I'm listening to this. And I got so upset. I got so angry. And now it's time for me to retaliate. I'm going to retaliate. I'm going, I'm going to tell you about yourself. I'm going to let you know how I feel. And I immediately begin to start then my, my Twitter fingers. Right? And God said to me, is this my leading now? Or is it now your hurt desiring revenge? Which one is it? And I was honest, it's revenge, Father. I'm not even going to try to front. It's revenge right here. God said, is that the way you want to go? And I said, no, I don't. He said, text, I forgive you. Have a blessed day. And I texted and I put the text aside and I was like, oh, that's what this feels like. Okay. 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 Well, what you going to do, God? How are you going to handle this? And he's like, ain't none of your business. Just know that I'll handle it. When you decide to let God lead, you're listening to me? You got two options right in front of you immediately. To let him totally lead or speak lead while you guide your own path. Because, you no, know, right here, God, in this situation, I know you I, you got things, God, but this one's mine. And God's like, then I'm not leading. If I'm leading, I'm leading you totally. 
and I could react and I could have done some things. I could have said some things and I was on the path Boy, I got my my war paint on my face and I got my my weapons stored up and I was ready to go. Especially this person always trying to give spiritual counsel and guidance and tell you, you know, what does say of the Lord. And all of a sudden, caught you right out there. God exposed it. No, no, no. I know where I'm going. And that's with him. And I want you to hear what I just said. I know where I'm going. That's with him. And so if I'm going with him, I can't let my emotions or my flesh or my feelings guide my path. So I was looking at videos and this is stuff I've known, but I learned something on a different level today. And Nellie, I, I sent it to Nellie to post as a video. People talking about cancer being hereditary. You know, if your mother had it, your grandmother had it, and this person had it, then it's a chance you have it. And I always said, nope, nope. What's passed down is the diet, not, not the genes. Cancer's not in your genes. That's in the diet. And what's being passed down is the diet. And you eat like those before you, and so you get what those before you had. But the way I heard these two people explain it online took me to a different level. And I want you to listen close. They was talking to the person and they said, so you don't feel that cancer's hereditary? And this is the wake up. I want you to listen to me. He said, what's hereditary? One is the diet. Two is the way you deal with trauma, hurt, unforgiveness, and low self-esteem. That stuff is what's passed down. So he, he, he made, made the point clear and it spoke to my spirit. It's not just the eating physically in your mouth, but eating in your spirit. The stuff you're taking into you and allowing to fester and live the unforgiveness, the hate, the bitterness, the, you know, the, the, the retaliation and all that anger that you carry. I'll never forgive them for the rest of my life. So that you learned from your folks. You learned that your mother learned it from, from her mother and her mother taught it to you and, you and you teach it to them. And that's what's passed on. So not just the food, not just the diet, but the diet of the soul and of the spirit. And it plays a part in sickness and disease. So I'm speaking this. I, I thought about that when I thought about retaliation. And I said, this stuff that you're seeing is learned behavior. It's being passed down. Are you going to stop it at you? Or are you going to let it keep filtering down? And I said, wow. Well, I've already filtered it down for 60 something years of my life. But I can cut the rope right now. And so can you, I feel like I'm doing a PSA. Listen, we don't have to receive any longer. I don't care how long you've been on this planet, that physical and spiritual diet that kills you. So after just teaching this message, which we're gonna jump back into, I learned something from experience this week. The way I would normally react to something, I'm not gonna do, I'm just not gonna do it want to do it. Oh my goodness, want to do it. Literally had to arm wrestle myself all day. But I had to say, no, I made a choice. And once I make a choice, it's no longer a struggle. And the word that kept coming to me is, I'm not going to let you live rent free in my mind and in my spirit. I don't care who you are. 
you don't get to live rent free in my mind and spirit. You don't get to continue to bring grief and heaviness and sorrow to me and break me out of the mode that God has called me to because you choose to be something toxic. Yeah, I want you to hear what I'm saying now. This is not about what the person did. This is not what this is about. This is about how I choose to respond and react going forward to what anybody does. Can I get an amen from somebody? So, I told you last week we would go through a few different versions of it in scripture. And so, last week we did the NIV of Psalm 23. This week, I'm doing the King James and the Amplified, and I'm going to go back and forth and mix them. So, Starting at verse one of Psalms 23, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. And that's what we covered. And what I talked about and what I'll talk about today, just to kind of put it back on the table and going forward. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Just that first verse, that one line and all the power in it. And I won't try to over preach it again. I did it last week. But the two words were there. The two lines. Shepherd and want. The Lord is my shepherd. So this week I said I would do King James. And so with King James, I love to pull out the um, the Greek and the Hebrew definition. Um, Old Testament being Hebrew. So shepherd. Now, I want you to listen to this in, in, in the definition. Ra'ah is the word. The shepherd or the ra'ah however you want to pronounce it, Ra'ah-Raha. The primary root is the tend to flock, the pasture, the graze, generally by rule, extension, association, to keep company, to feed, to eat up. Now, watch this. I'm going to break up a few of the words. To pasture, to tend to graze. A ruler or a teacher. A shepherd or a herdsman. The, iso the, the, the isolator, a flock. That's a powerful one. Hold on to that. To associate with a friend or meaning. Or to associate with, and it goes on and on. The isolation part stuck with me. To separate you and isolate you from those who you shouldn't be around. If you're a good shepherd, you will shepherd your good flock away from bad flock or a flock with a sickness or a disease or anything that will cause illness or harm to your flock. You won't let them mate. You won't let them have associations that would introduce to them any deformity or infirmity that would cause them to not be a perfect sheep or whatever that is. Now, this is important. 
That's why the scripture says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That's why the scripture says that. Like you're, you're now trying to mix genetics in the spirit and you think that's okay. Well, no, but I can lead them to Jesus. Okay, but you, you try to mix genetics now. You're trying to do something that God told you clearly not to do. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Don't do it. Wow. To separate, to isolate, to move the, the healthy flock away from the sick flock so that they're not infected. Well, can we have this conversation? It's a real conversation right now. Um, God got a good enough flock to put you with that you don't have to stop mingling and mixing with those who go against his principles and purposes for your life. It's very important. Your, 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 your walk is to walk with the shepherd, not to try to shepherd yourself. Mm. No, but God called me to lead people and help people and minister to people. No, he called you to deliver to them the mail that he writes. And then get your behind in your truck and move on to the next stop. And nobody asks you to stay there and open the mail with them and read it letter by letter, line by line, and break it down and help them understand. And I want to just show them the love of Jesus because you know I'm the only Jesus that some people will ever see. Where's the scripture that says that? You ain't the only Jesus that somebody, he said it to, to, the, to the prophet in the past. I got 5,000 more of them having bowed to bail. You ain't the only one. I don't need you to do all the work. Just drop off the mail like I told you and keep going. Keep it moving. You got a job to do. Keep going. This is powerful. So there's people that God has put me in their life for a season to pour into them and to feed them in the in the, in a past in the, in the, 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 the attend his flock for a season. And then he says, let go. Your job is done. Move on. So let me go back to the point. The Lord is your shepherd. He makes you graze. He provides the food. He, the shepherd feeds the sheep. Not just logically, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. Separates the bad from the good. Make sure you have a healthy diet. Oh, come on, Jesus. And then he says, and if I'm your shepherd, you do not lack. If I'm your shepherd, you don't lack. Well, I don't just don't know what to do in this situation. If I'm your shepherd, you don't lack. You shall not want. Now, here's the, the, the breakdown of want. To lack by implication. Ready? To fail. To want. To lessen. To be abated. To bereave. To decrease. To cause to fail or to make lower. What did I just say? Let me help you. If the Lord is your shepherd, according to the original word in Hebrew, you will not lack. You will not lack by implication. You will not fail. You will not lessen. Your blessings won't be abated. You won't be bereaved. You won't decrease. God won't give you a promotion and all of a sudden turn around and take it from you. No, the Lord did that for a reason. I'm just going with the scripture. You won't fail. You won't be made lower. You won't find yourself in want in any situation. 
That's the promise. If the Lord is your shepherd, if the Lord is the lead, if the Lord is the guide, if the Lord is, is, is your ears, your mouth, your eyes. Well, I've come to this situation and understand it for myself. I ain't going to speak for none of y'all that the Lord is my shepherd in the areas that I've allowed him to be. And then there's other areas that I want to control myself or want him to co-pilot with me, but I don't want him to pilot. And in those areas, there's lack. In those areas, there's lack of understanding, there's lack of direction, there's lack of clarity, there's lack of peace, there's lack of joy, there's lack of finance, there's lack of health, there's lack of whatever. If the Lord is not my shepherd in any area, then in that area, I will lack, I will decrease, I will fail, I will be bereaved, I will um, want, I will be lowered. Things will be taken from me that God has desired for me because the only person who can navigate me around his purpose for my life is him. But, you know, this happened. It just was so, you know, I just couldn't help it. It's just I was so upset. Of it. OK, that's fine. Nobody's mad at you. But I'm just telling you the consequence for those emotional rash decisions is want. It's lack. Not to be going to go poor and broken. No, 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 no. But just to lack. To diminish, to decrease. I don't want any of that. What about you? I want to be led. I want to be clear. I don't want to lack. I want clear direction and I want peace. Lord, be my shepherd in everything. Be, be my shepherd in what socks I put on. Then. Just be my shepherd. <laughs> When to go outside, when not to go outside, what to eat, not to eat, where to go, who to talk to, when not to even answer the phone. Lord, be my shepherd. Guide me so I don't find myself in decrease, in lack. Well, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Wow. He make of me, so if the Lord is my shepherd, we did this last week, I don't lack. We just broke down what lack is or want in all the dimensions that it means. But then I said, he makes you to lie down. And last week I may put an emphasis on, he'll make you lay down. He'll put you in a situation where that is what it is. He will cause you. Doesn't mean he'll make you like, you lay down, you lay down right now or I'll kill you. Doesn't mean that. It means he'll put you in a situation where you are forced to recline. And so the definition of, ah, Jesus, you're too good, to lay down, to crouch on folded legs, and in this case, all four legs, like the recumbent animal, to be implicated to recline. So he says, an animal sitting on his back legs, sitting down, sitting down his back legs, but still post up on the front legs like a dog sits. That's not what he's talking about. He said, all four legs are down. That means, are you listening to me? Huh. Let me see if I can help you out. Maybe I can help you out. He will make me lie down. And I didn't get it. Every time I read this, he, he reveals something else to me. Are you ready for this? You ready? And he said, yay. Okay, no, I know I can't hear you. But listen, he makes you 
recline. Everything folded and down. Prostrate. Submission, worship position. Down, all the way down. Not down in your seat. Not down in your knees. Flat down on your belly. He makes you, if he's your shepherd, he leads you, he makes you to totally relax and lay out before him, prostrate and worship. Now, this is this is this ain't for little kids. This is this is real Christian stuff. If the Lord is leading me, no matter what the situation is, he leads me into the place of worship. No matter what the circumstance is, he lays me, leads me into the place to recline and just trust. I lay down and relax. What do you mean by that? Let me give you an example. Remember they were on the boat and the boat was getting tossed and turned and everybody was panicking. Oh, we're going to die. And they went looking for Jesus because they knew he had the power to do stuff. And where did they find Jesus? Sleeping. <laughs> Jesus reclined. Like, I know who shepherds me. So I'm not worried about wind and rain. You guys, this is what you're worried about? Water, peace, be still. Wow, what man of man this is. Now, it would have been nice if the scripture said, and he went back over to his place and went back to sleep. That would have really been nice. But he had to stop and check them and say, you have little faith. Like, your place in God is to be reclined, to be prostrate before him, not to sit up in the chair and go, oh, God, I just trust you and I'm just worshiping. He said, no, just lay flat out before me. Why do you think police make people, the, the people as the suspects lay down? Because they know that's the most vulnerable, vulnerable position you can be in. You can't even defend yourself. But you're not listening to me. He puts you in a position where you can't even defend yourself. So he's saying before me, what God's saying to me, put your weapons down, lay flat out on your belly, fully recline. Let, put yourself in a vulnerable place where I, the shepherd, keep you from decreasing and keep you from failing and keeping you from losing and keeping you from the solitude and peace that I've honored and promised you with. This, listen, I'm not teaching you stuff that I've mastered. I'm learning this stuff as I'm teaching it, as I'm telling you, I'm, I'm walking through this. This, this for me is like, whoa, this is some, but it's my next level. And somebody said to me recently, you know, I just feel like, you know, I'm going through a phase where I'm just being corrected and rebuked by God. I'm like, there's never going to be a time that God's taking you to a next level that he's not going to walk you through that. that that's the next. That, listen, he's got to take you out of this phase to take you to that phase. That means it's going to be a time of repentance and turning away. There's no way you go to the next level without totally dying to the level that you love right now. Or love or own or keep or what I don't whatever you want to call it. So the crouch, the fall down, to make a fold, <laughs> to rest, to sit, to stretch oneself out, to lie. It's a lot of definition here. He's being very clear about this. To stretch someoneself out, to cause the lie down. The laying of stones. It ends with the laying of stones. What does that have to do with anything? Who knows what that is? Who sees the similar, what, what being said right here? What were the altars made of? 
back then. The laying of stones, perfectly smooth stones, one on top of another, building them up to the place to create an altar to worship. The laying of stones is all part of laying down and being prostrate, the laying it, creating a place to worship is what your shepherd will lead you to do. Let me say that one more time. If you're seeking the Lord, as I'm choosing in this season to be more diligent with, he leads me to the place of always creating a place of worship, a place to be prostrate, a place to rest, a place to trust, a place to keep that's mine and nobody can take. Now, I let him lead me, which means he provides for me. He taught me to lay down prostrate. And then he leads me now. Now I can be led. He leads me beside the quiet water. He just made me lay down. And now that he's made me lay down, he can now lead me. Let me, let's, let's, let's do this again. Lord's my shepherd. So my needs are met. I'm protected. I'm covered. I have no lack. I want for nothing. He makes me lie down. He gets me still, gets me in a place of worship to be prostrate before him. And then he restores. Ooh, Jesus, Jesus. And then he restores. He restores my soul. Ah. To lead again, to rest with care, to guide to a watering place or a station, to cause to rest, to bring to a station or a place of rest, to lead to a watering place or a station where there's rest. So, so he leads me behind beside the water is not, he leads me by the quiet water so I can look out at the water and go, oh, look how pretty this is. Look at the water, oh my God. Ooh, fish are splashing. No, he said, this water he's talking about is a place to be refreshed. This is a place to drink. This is the place to take it in. Father, help them see the spiritual implications of what I'm saying today, because what I'm saying today is very, 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 very powerful. If I let the Lord lead me, he provides my needs. But his first step in providing my needs is to make me get prostrate and lay down be still in the place of worship. Then my soul is restored. And then he leads me to the refreshment that I need to continue going forward with him. He leads me beside the water. You know, I don't understand physics and, and, and biology and all that stuff like that. I'm not a doctor. But I do know this to be a fact. I don't know how long it is they say you can go without food, but I know people do 30-day fast. But I know you can't go a, a good seven days without water. Is it three days? Lindsay said three. Okay, so there you have it. So the fact that he leads you to a refreshing place and it's immediately described as water and not food. You can live without a car for years. You can't live without water, as he said, for three days. 
it's very important, saints, that we let the Lord refresh us. Let me give you, give you this here. Everything that I've said and every word that I've described here in the Hebrew all came back to rest, didn't it? And all of that rest initiates and begins in trust. The Lord can be your shepherd if you don't trust him to shepherd, if you don't believe that he really provides, if you don't believe that he really wants to take care of all your needs, that you lack nothing. But he's saying in order for me to do that, I need to first clean you out. And to clean you out means I got to get you out of all that toxicity, toxicity of your own mind and your own life. I need to get you to lay down and be still before me. Oof, I, I try to help so much. I, I'm like, good God, I'm going to be still. I'm going to be still here. I'm, I'm going to be still. I'm going to be still. I'm going to be still while you do the thing. And then you know what you need to do. And you're going to be like, wait, wait, wait. You're not being still. You're still telling me what to do and how I need to do it. Well, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just figuring, you know, I mean, if I was you, I, but you're right. You're right. I'm going to mind my business. I'm going to mind my business. All right, Lord, I'm going to let you handle it. Okay. Okay. When you going to do it? When, oh, oh, I'm still meddling. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, do it whenever you want, Lord. And I'm just going to trust you. And I believe you. And I know you're a righteous God. And I know you will just handle. Oh, oh, I'm still meddling. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just want you to lay down and be still. I want you to lay down on your belly prostrate and just be still. I want you to take your two cent out of it. I want you to not be concerned about how I'm going to do it. I don't want you getting involved how you think I should do it. I want you to mind your business. Just lay still before me. And if you do, I'm going to lead you beside the waters of refreshing. And I must restore your soul. Your soul needs to be restored so that you can see everything I want to do. But because your soul is so busy, I can't get a word into you edgewise. I can't lead you. Everybody on this thing right now, on this call, on this thing, and people see it, there's not one person I can say to a confidence, not a person in the world can hear this, and this doesn't apply to them. The cares of this world, the seedfulness of riches, the issues and the problems of life come in to choke the word out, he said. Everything that's going on around you is designed to make you not lay down, be still, and let the Lord lead. Everything. Everything. We're bombarded. Everything the devil does from you had to come home at one point to get on your phone. You expecting to call at five o'clock. You had to get to a, a pay phone or you had to get home. Now your phone is there to distract you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, everywhere you go in the world. Not only that, oh, you need some more? Well, I'm going to put videos down there too so that you can have that to distract you when you're not on the phone. But hey, wait, there's more. Now there's video games. We're going to give you video games and everything. And we're going to do enough stuff to keep you so distracted that you never lay down, that you never get still, that you never get by the quiet water. There are so many. No, but I'm watching Bible apps and, and, and I'm listening to messages all day. Okay, but are you listening to God at all today? Like, okay, all right, that's nice. You listen, oh, yeah, I had on Joe Osteen all day. Yeah, that's great. But did you ever turn him off and just let God speak? I'm not speaking about Joe Osteen. I got no problem with Joe Osteen. My, my point is, we got so many things to distract us from letting the Lord be the shepherd. 
there's so much to do. So little time, man. Oh, we're doing so much for the Lord. Oh my goodness. I'm I can be so guilty of this. Lord, I'm doing this for you. And it's like, nobody asked you to do this. I asked you to be still and lay down. And so I can lead you. I can be your shepherd. That's what I asked you for. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I don't need all the stuff you're doing. I need you. Father, you're going to have to walk your brother through that, your son through that. You're going to have to help a brother out with this one because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not used to sitting still and not being involved in some kind of way. And I know in some areas I can be very still. I mean, there are other areas that I still put my two cents in it. But I surrender to you today. I don't care if it has to do with a mate, a job, a, a, a deed, a legal situation. I don't care what it has to do with. We have to let the Lord become the shepherd again. We got too many things to shepherd us. We got too much advice. We got YouTube University. We got everything to lead us in the path that we should go. And God is falling into a second and third. Again, he's become a counselor, a man of suggestion, but not shepherd. I want to change that in my life. And I'm hoping to change it in yours. The Lord must be the shepherd. And then he will lead you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And we're going to, I thought we would get past these three verses today, but we did not. But I, I repent, not even a little bit. Let's keep going with this. Let's watch what God does with this series and this season. And I bless you and I thank you for hearing and listening and receiving. If you were blessed, you can just say amen and love you guys.